What's going on, podcast world? It's your man, Terrence J. Welcome to the show. Today's topic, we're talking about the great Paul Pierce. I got a special guest with me. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hey, man. Hey, everybody. Hey, thank you, Terrence, for uh, letting me get on your podcast, man. It's really dope and everything. Hey, everybody. My name is Jay from the uh, No Call Podcast, where you can find on uh, all your uh, DSPs and everything. And uh, we have our first season up right now. Then we got a YouTube video probably popping up within a couple months that you can see personally. What we going to do, chop it up on this Paul Pierce thing for a little bit, man. Okay, 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 okay. How you doing, brother? Man, I can't call it, man. I'm doing good, man. Man, that's Good Sunday, good weather out here. I can't complain. <laughs> already, already. What's going on and everything. Oh, yeah, man. You already know it, man. Now, you know about the situation with the Paul Pierce situation, man, and... and, and everything that happened transpired over the last week now you know him being a a, a sports analyst and and you and you know you're doing your podcast and sports analysts do you feel like that was the right thing for him to do you know put his information and stuff out there on live like that to be honest with you i think just me just me looking at it as a whole i think paul pierce he's i'm not i always look at him as a man as a man I think he's smart enough to know not to post things on Instagram. Come on, man. He's almost sweet about 40-something, 45, I believe, 40-something. He's smart enough not to post it on Instagram. I'm thinking the whole situation played out. I think he was on the way on the outs of uh, ESPN anyway. So <laughs> what he did was basically cleared his whole name and messed that all up because he wanted to have strippers in the background, smoke blunts and all that. And... Basically ruined his uh, ESPN career, but I think Paul Pierce is smarter than that. So I'll give him a little bit more credit. I think he might have had something in the background for him waiting. Uh, crazy thing is, once he got fired, I think uh, Cam Soda or one of the, I guess, porn sites or some type of site, they went and offered almost a $250,000 million, uh, $250, job the next day. Wow. The exact next day. Yeah. Yeah, things work in blessings and stuff like that. So I can't hate on the man. Was it a dumb move? Yeah, it was dumb. But come on, man. He had strippers in the background. You know he worked for the ESPN. And what was crazy was the in the comment section when he was going live and streaming, right. they were having, like, Rachel Nichols is, uh, she does the jump. Right. She's on, she was on at 3 o'clock. They were putting her name in there. So you think about Rachel Nichols as a mother, white, white lady, Mother or two of them, not believing. Okay. Come on, man. What you thought was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. And the ESPN is um, is also ran by Disney. Okay. So the way that goes, you know, the mouse isn't going to play like that. Right, right. You got little kids watching this. It's, it's, a, it's a bigger business. They're looking for the long haul. You don't want to go to a business meeting, and we're talking about Paul Pierce and the naked strippers he got in the background. Makes no sense, right? right. Bad business. So I, I I don't agree with him doing that. Like, why would you stream it? You got a lot of things going for you. Paul Pierce isn't a bad, you know, analyst on anything like that. He's kind of comedian when he goes on to the uh, on the network and everything. But it was just all bad business on his press. But I'm thinking he's smart in that. I think he really knew he had another job lining up. Maybe he had something going on with ESPN. Maybe they were button heads, and he did that and got fired just like that. Quick with the quickness, man. With the quickness. Yeah, with the quickness. Uh, um, 
with especially looking at it, you know, and just looking at the history of him, you know, like I say, he's a former Boston Celtics star. You know, Paul Pierce, you yeah, know, yeah. has spent the last few years working as an NBA uh, analyst on versus uh, uh, ESPN uh, uh, studio shows. You know, but according to multiple reports, you know, he would no longer be working um, with ESPN. You know, and ESPN didn't want to comment on it, but given the timely with Paul Pierce, you know, like I say, ah, uh, you know, that it, it it's something don't add up with that situation. You know, like you saying, they probably was button heads, you know, before, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, looking at it, you know, because a, a few days later, you know, he ended up doing like a tweet, you know, a few days later. So that was the blessings that uh, we look at it, you know, because he was on live with like 315 people. You know, know what the funny thing was, yeah, he got fired for 315 people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 315 people was enough for you to get fired for. Yeah, that's crazy. man. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy, man. Looking at the outcome of it. Uh, and like I say, you know, hey, he, you know, he had other plans, uh, uh, and you know, and I salute him for that. Um, you know, and like I said, mm-hmm. for me, what I would have did it that route, nah, you get what I'm saying? Because, nah. you got to think about it. You know, um, Paul Pierce is a married man. You know, and a lot of people don't look at that perspective either. You know, he is married. You know, to uh, uh, Julia Pierce. You know, and they have three kids together. So, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, she's a fashion designer. You know, uh, of those type of things, but. You know, like you don't want to throw away your whole career. You know, over his course of career, he did make a hundred and ninety-five million. Now, in the NBA world, that may not seem like a lot of money, you know. But for people like me and you, that's a lot of money to be making. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Right. That's a way. I'm gonna tell you, in the NBA world, that is a lot of money too. Okay. <laughs> if they don't think it's a lot of money from the NBA world, they're crazy. Offense right. was a. He's a great businessman. He was a long-time Boston Celtics. So he is a legend. I would never knock Paul Pierce on that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But Paul Pierce was living in his truth, too, actually. Right. And, and to be honest with you, maybe ESPN and Paul Pierce didn't mix together well. Because I look at ESPN when you bring it up, you know, his wife and all that. I think about it. Some of the images and people that they had to start ESPN with, the you know, the basketball conversation. Right. You had Stephen Jackson. Even Jackson used to be on the same show Paul Pierce used to be on. Okay. Yeah, uh, you got Kenya Martin. Kenya Martin used to be on the same uh, show that, that uh, Paul Pierce was on. They were both doing the same thing Paul Pierce be doing. But you got to understand, when you play in that game in that room with the Disney, it's a, it's a, I'm going to be honest, it's a white people's room. You got to play that game. And maybe Paul Pierce doesn't want to go about his business that way. You understand? Like, you can still talk sports, but maybe he wants to do it in his own type of lane. When you go and work for ESPN, you're working for Disney. Disney is a straight shoot type of company because you have kids. But Disney is one of the biggest, if not the biggest company in the world. Right. 
though. They can lose a Paul Pierce and not settle. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it comes to ESPN, when it comes to personalities like Paul Pierce and stuff like that, it's a little bit too real for him. I think that I think Steven Jackson was a little bit too real for ESPN. Okay. And I think Paul Pierce was starting to float on that side of the uh, boat for real. Right, and a lot of people didn't even know about the situation with uh, Stephen Jackson since you breaking it up, you know. Um, um, and explain that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to my followers about that, you know, that that he was on there and, and what ended up transpiring to that. Yeah, I believe he was on. I'm not, I, I believe, I knew it was an issue. It mm-hmm. was an issue. I'm not too fond on the issue that happened when it transpired. Mm-hmm. But Stephen Jackson was a part of Countdown. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jackson was a part of all the ESPN things that you see. He was. Okay. I'm not going to say Steven Jackson is the best man, but Steven Jackson wants to explain sports and do it by his rules, which I'm a fan of his show, you know, All the Smoke with Matt Barnes. That They can really talk to the NBA players how it should be given. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. They can communicate because they're, they're the peers. Right. Steven Jackson and them are their peers, so they look at them as in, you played the game, you see it the way, same way I can say. So you can comment on the stuff like that. ESPN doesn't like the branding of how he makes the comments, how he doesn't talk about LeBron and them, how he doesn't go about, like, he's, Stephen Jackson ain't going to dog out people just to dog people out. ESPN wants you to dog out people. So, you know, headlines and stuff like that, that's not the type of person Stephen Jackson is. And when you're a true person and you stand by your word, you don't have to move with ESPN. They can, you know, mutually split and go about their ways. They, he mutually split with ESPN, and I think he's doing way more that for his calling that he would ever have done if he would have stayed at ESPN. Right. He's doing way more. Right. Having way more conversations, better, better, you know, communication between his peers and his co-hosts and Matt Barnes is way better. It's just a better show. And sometimes you don't have to have all those rules to kind of, you know, stop your show the way you want to go about it. You can go a different route, and that's what Steven Jackson went to do. ESPN doesn't like too much of the pushing, the pushing against the thing, like a pushing against their system. Right. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean they wrong. They right. just have a system they go about. If you want to talk sports, you got to talk it their way. If not, find it another way. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, definitely looking at it now. Um and breaking it down the way that you're breaking it down, like I haven't even really heard anybody else that's on ESPN to talk about it, like the Stephen A. Smiths or the, you know what I'm saying, or, or anybody. You don't really hear I'm nobody that's Stephen a part of ESPN talking about it. number one guy. He's the number one guy because Stephen A. can go between He can mix the lines. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you, he can mix the urban line. Okay. Some of us, archons, you know, blacks, we look at Stephen A., you might tell him talking about, well, he's selling out, he's doing this. But they ain't going to tell you the good stuff that Stephen A. does do on that show. And what happened was ESPN found the mid-person. Like, he is the best person because he can get a dope book. Stephen A. can walk into corporate America and get what he needs to get off his mind. And he can walk into the urban scene and get what he needs to get off his mind. He can relate to both worlds. That's why Stephen A. is the most, the highest paid on ESPN's roster. You gotta see how that's working. Mm-hmm. You can, he can go to the black side and be like, and give out jokes and stuff like that. And then he can also go to corporate America and go. You see Stephen A, he'll comment on different aspects. He'll take the risk. He'll take the bullet that most black anchors ain't gonna do. Mm-hmm. I give Stephen A that credit. Cause he'll say some stuff 
think, ah, oh, man, you selling out a little bit. Why, why, why would you come with that? He can he can blur the lines a little bit. He can go both. I'm not mad at Stephen A. because people are going to say they always point out the worst in Stephen A., but they ain't going to tell you what good he's doing for that business, too. Mm. Yeah, for example, he, the first day, I, you don't hear this so much. The North Carolina job came from Chapel Hill. Roy Williams just retired, you know, respectfully that. Okay. First thing Stephen A. said was an HBC, HBCU coach. He mm. put him up there. He said, we need to be going to our HBCUs. You're not going to get that from every anchor. You're not. You're not going to get that from none of the anchors. Mm-hmm. But for Stephen A. Smith, he tell, he's telling you about HBCUs. I think he went to uh, Winston-Salem, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So he's from the HBCU. He keeps that up. Black people got to realize, if you don't have Stephen A. up there, ain't nobody to talk about that. You feel me? Ain't none of them talking about that. So it, it, it's when it comes to that, when I look at ESPN and their anchors, I pay attention. I see what they talk about. Some of them are going to make it, and some of them you know is going to be there for a couple months. Oh, I see what he's doing, trying it out. He's probably not going to be here too much longer because I feel like he got more to say, but he just can't say it because we're on a national televised show, you know? Right, right. Yeah, definitely looking at it. And he did go to Winston-Salem uh, University. Um, also, you know, and, and I like Stephen A. You get what I'm saying? Like like I say, he he's that type of person that's just going to be cut right down the middle, which, you know, like you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. Like, you know, like that's that's just him. And that's just the way that he, you know, like he, he, he talks about it, you know, but dealing with and the situation and, and, and a lot of people respect that. But it's crazy how everybody else can talk about, oh, man, the Paul Pierce situation. But when it comes to analysts on ESPN, it's like, shit, nobody really want to touch it. I don't know if they're afraid to lose their job or maybe not. You know what I'm saying? They may just, and like you say, they may know what Paul Pierce had up in his plans, and we don't even know. You know, for Paul Pierce to do what he did, you know, like he ain't never been on fucking live. You know what I'm saying? In that time, never, 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 never. You know what I'm saying? It was mad funny. Yeah, it, it was super funny. You know what I'm saying? It was super funny that you're seeing Paul Pierce, you know, like cool down to earth, you know, laughing and joking, you know, rolling up the blunts and the women in the background and they twerking mm-hmm. and dancing. But when you look at it on the broader scale, you're like, damn, he's a ESPN analyst. You know, like we don't look at him as the human. So we only look at him as the perception of he's an analyst for ESPN. Why did he put this on ESPN? Like, why did he go on live doing this, et cetera, et cetera? He may have had a game plan. We never know. But then, like you say, shit, not even 24 hours later, boom, you got another job. Another job also right on the table. They have choices. I mean, it depends. Like, I know you said uh, the ESPN, they ain't going to talk about it. That's one thing. That's one of their co-workers. Right. So they're not going to talk about one of their co-workers on a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want to be like, dang, I just work with you. You could sell this out the water cooler. You, you're bringing this up to national television. They don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. I understand why they're not talking about it on on TV. Right. But a lot of them feel not feel the same way Paul Pierce feel. ESPN yeah. does, does a lot of firing. People don't know this. ESPN fires a lot of people, too. Okay. So it ain't always a good side of ESPN. We watch it for sports. That's not of our business. But when you see new news anchors up there every six months, you know it's some funny business going on at the uh, at, at, at 
at ESPN. Uh, Jamel Hill is a great example of speaking what you want to do, speaking how your truth, living your truth, and then ESPN saying, uh, not really. We're going to have to go this way. Jamel Hill got fired for a Trump tweet. Mm. Trump tweet. See, they got fired. Think what I'm going for. Jamel Hill got fired for a Trump tweet. That's it. Huh. It was a whole beef thing about it. See, I, I could break down their story. Michael Smith and Jamel Hill. Because okay. I love to watch them. They're two black, two fellow African-American people that I love to watch. I love to hear their opinions about things. Okay. So they went from having a show midday. This is how good they love everything. Let's be real. ESPN loves, loves everything black. But then when it comes to supporting and digging up the blacks, they get a little... Uh, the reason why I say that, you had a show called um, All About the Numbers or something like that. That was that was ran by Michael Smith and Jamel Hill, to, and it turned into his and hers. This is a after 12 in the afternoon shift. Wow. So they don't expect, they put the black people in a, in a situation they didn't expect to get big. Right. But guess what happened? Right. A lot of people will watch first take. Mm-hmm. What comes right at the first take? His and hers. His and her. So the same people who's watching first take just leave the TV on and his and hers come on. So now I got more audience to come to me. So guess what? They got it so big that his and hers thing, right? They're running skits. They're doing all types of stuff. They're still talking sports, though. They're giving their opinions. A lot of things happen. So you know how good his and hers was? They were that good. They said, hey, you guys are two African-American people, and we want to get more viewers for our show. I see that your show is doing so well, and it's blowing everything out of the water. They moved them to the 6 o'clock sports center. And the 6 o'clock sports center is basically one of the biggest uh, drawings, you could say, on TV, because it's 6 o'clock. Most okay. people get home at six, yeah. 5 and 6, so it's important. They were only on the 6 o'clock sports center for about, I'll give them about two to three months. They both end up leaving ESPN, settling for lawsuits, Michael Smith and uh, Jamel Hill. So you tell me what type of business we talk about. And when they went to the 6 o'clock, they, they didn't let them get any of the black sketches. They didn't let them get their jokes. They didn't let them do anything. They said, this is one way you're only going to do. You want to talk about sports highlights, and that's it. That show was done within three three months. Wow! Like this is this is what ESPN people need to like. Why, when you watch ESPN, think about when you see some of these 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 analysts and stuff like that. Like right now, I think really hot right now is uh, the two analysts. I think that they're blown away by that going to make money is uh, Kendrick Perkins, okay. big big perk yeah. that they love. They love big perk. He be on everything, uh, and um. Slept my mind. Kendrick Perkins and the other dudes slept in my mind right now, but they love to have them on the show. It don't matter. Those are the two money men. Oh, and Mike M- Marcus Spears that be on the NFL content. Okay. Two black men that they love. Two black big guys. They love them. They know they got jokes in the economy. Let's see what happens in the next several months with those two. If they stay with ESPN or some type of differences happen. Mm. That's what people need to pay attention to when it comes to you know, watching it and with sports and all that and support. Let's just see. Because it could be another Paul Pierce situation and people just think it's coming out of nowhere. It doesn't. 
apnea. Every, everything is really uh, hidden in plain sight. And, and it made me mention that uh, what you brought up when you made me think about uh, Dwayne Haskins. You know, he was the starting quarterback for, you know what I'm saying, the Washington Redskins, and then it just went to the Washington team. Um, he was the starting quarterback. He went from the starting quarterback to the second screen to the third screen to not being on the roster. Now, all of a sudden, the people went to getting hurt. Now, he went from being uh, not only even on the roster, on the practice squad, to the third screen, to the second screen. All right, let me start him. So now when they go to starting him, they really needed him to win those couple of games to get him into the playoffs because Alex Smith was the guy that was hurt, but they brought him back. But he, you know what I'm saying? He was able to get him there, but they needed Dwayne Haskett to win those clutch games. They needed to trust. They, they needed to trust Dwayne they, Haskett. They, they, they needed him, you know what I'm saying, because he was there, you know what I'm saying, first. Now keep in mind now mm -hmm. his track record. Now, he also, you know, went to the strip club and, and, you know, during COVID time, you know, he was supposed to be at a strip club and he tried to sneak some people up to the hotel, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So now that they needed him to win, he didn't win. And as soon as he didn't win, they basically got rid of him. And so now all yep. the pressure was on put on Alex Smith, which shit, he didn't tow up his ACL and you know what I'm saying all these different surgeries and stuff like that leg wasn't healed so they they put it all on him to try to do it and he was able to get you there but he was still in hurt and pain but fast forward he was out of a job for maybe like two months and now all of a sudden he got a quarterback job at the Pittsburgh Steelers now what's that his you know what I'm saying his his go-to thing did he really want to play for the Washington Redskins? Don't nobody really know. But we do know that, you know, his hometown is uh, in New Jersey. Even though he played well, he, for Ohio he went to State. Down here, though. Yeah. He went to school down here. So. Yeah. Yeah. He came, yeah. He came to school down here, but his hometown is uh, uh, New Jersey. Like I say, that's where he's from. He went to school down here and he played football for, he was quarterback for Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he went to school down here. Well, the, 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 I would say that Dwayne with Haskins' situation is it's all about, and this is in the football world, just dealing with sports period, in the football world, if your coach don't believe in you, you're, you're done for. Right. He, Dwayne Haskins went to a franchise that was shooken up, that couldn't support themselves, that had to clean up house, that don't have a name. They don't even have a name for a team. Mm. You and. And I, I like we throw this all on Dwayne Haskins and stuff like that. It's a lot of pressure on him. Um, like I said, he went to an organization that basically wasn't anything. Like y'all want me to make all this work, and y'all don't even have y'all stuff together in the front office. In the front office, y'all are getting sued by women for sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot that went into the Washington situation, as in my um, the owner Daniel Snyder. His son went to school with Dwayne Haskins. Mm. So Daniel Snyder, they went to school in Damatha. So Daniel Snyder was at the games. He seen Dwayne. Maybe you feel like you got some loyalty to him because your son says, oh, he's this and that. Oh, you from the area? Let me bring him back. But you don't have, he didn't have the right support system. So Washington says, oh, we draft him this year. And then you figure out that the coach doesn't even want the quarterback. Mm. And no, it hurts to see this thing because it's all about believing in your quarterback. And the only reason why it hurts so much because I'm tired of black quarterbacks getting put in situations where the franchise don't want the, then the 
owner might want them, but the coach don't want them. Y'all don't do that to y'all don't do that to white quarterbacks. Shit, don't. You the only one that probably did it was Sam Darnold. That's going through it right now. That just got traded because the Jets had a messed up organization. Mm-hmm. But when you don't believe in the quarterback, this is this is a we, we talking about. Hey man, this is a million dollar company. Now we're not talking about uh, we getting you know this and that out of the street. I look at Dwayne Haskins like. He didn't do nothing for himself. I, I know. He was he was immature. I'm not going to try to dig up Dwayne Haskins like, yo, he was doing what he's supposed to do. Know why I don't? Him and Chase Young went to school together. Right. They even went to the same college. Mm. One seems to be doing well and stays in the books and doesn't do – he does – he makes football work for him. So what you see on the outside with Chase Young, if you ever see him, yeah, he might be a real flashy, but guess what? He don't do that. He, he be on the field. He train. He do what he do. And then when it comes to the all season, when it's time to play, he play. Dwayne Haskins wants to have everything that the NFL gives him, and then he wants to play. It don't work like that. Not in the big boy leagues. It don't work like that. You got to be there before the rest of the team get there and stay there after. It's only right because you're the quarterback. You're who we believe in. Mm. The Redskins had to get rid of them because they felt that it had to be people in the locker room and it had to be people coming. Come on, man. You just lost. You in a strip club. Come on, man. What what we doing? You sneaking girls in the thing. But the whole time, Dwayne Haskins is only 21 years old, 22. So people don't know, like, the age mixed up with coaches might not want to use. And once again, I like to say, like, people aren't dumb. Athletes aren't dumb. They watch the same ESPN we watch. So you can't tell me he didn't wake up one day and just say, yo, I think I messed up my career. The way you did. <laughs> but you want to know what's good about this? What's that? You went to a coach, a black African-American coach that seen you and said, hey, you know what? If they ain't going to do right by that young man, I'm going to do right by that young man. So when I see him going to Pittsburgh, this is Dwayne Haskins. It could be his one and only chance he got. If I was Dwayne, I'd be in the books. I'd be doing what because you're not. It's not like you're playing lineman and linebacker. You only can look one way, go left, go right, tackle, tackle. You're a quarterback. You got to see the whole field. So what you need to do is get in the books, stay, stay, you know, keep grinding, and maybe you can get that turn because Big Ben ain't gonna be playing. Big Ben on the way out. But it, it took a black African-American coach at, at Tomlin strong enough to say, you know what, I don't think the Washington team gets right by Dwayne Haskins. We're going to pick you up. I don't know if Dwayne had it in his back pocket. I'm pretty sure Dwayne wanted to get released off of Washington once he figured out, coach doesn't like me. Most of the players are probably talking about me behind my back. And then I have one of my best friends He's starring in a role in Washington. It was just a bad fix. I feel I feel bad for him because he is an African American quarterback that needs to learn the game a little bit more. And we already have a stigma against us. And Dwayne Haskins, all he did was add to the stigma mm-hmm. of what he, you know, of what we don't do. But they need to start highlighting what we do do. You kill Lamar Jackson for different stuff, but let's say about Lamar is still balling, still running. Okay. And you don't really see him in trouble off the streets. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of funny business when it comes to sports, man. It's a lot of funny 
head got to be right, and you got to figure out the right way to go about your business. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Um, like you say, especially dealing in in. You know, you're dealing in the NBA world, uh, you're dealing in the NFL world, you know, you when you're dealing in those type of fields, you got to keep your head on straight. And, and, and like you say, man, we really don't know their end game or how they being treated, you know, off the field. We only see what's going on on the field. So we don't really see a lot of those things that goes on behind the cameras, you know, when when the analysts and stuff is not in the locker room or when they are not at these practice facilities, mm-hmm. you know, when they are not at these conference call meetings or these Zoom call meetings, uh, et cetera. We don't see any of these things. So we don't see how a person may be treated day-to-day action. We only see what goes on Sunday night football. That's all we see. You know what I'm saying? Lights, camera, action. So we see somebody mess up. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, why is he acting like this? Why is he doing this? Damn, he could have ran the ball. Why he didn't run the ball? Why he threw the ball instead of running the ball? Oh, man, he had that shot. Why he didn't take that shot? He could have went and made that layup and won the game, but instead he passed the ball to somebody else, and they missed the shot. You know, so it's a lot of inside things that goes on that a lot of us really don't know. And I think later on down the line, you know, Paul Pierce may write a book. Dwayne Haskins may write a book. Lamar Jackson may write a book. Uh, Jameis Winston may write a book. You know, it's a lot of black athletes that's out there that may end up writing a book on down the line and we may end up hearing a story. But right now, when they're in these contracts, we really don't know. Yeah, we really don't know when they're in these contracts. We really don't know. We just see the actions and we judge them off of what's being put out there for us to see. But we don't really get their standpoint of view, opinion of what's being going on. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree 100% because you don't – these athletes – and I'm going with black athletes, man. We have it harder, so we got to go a little bit harder than everyone go, especially at the quarterback positions, man. And we just got to keep put ourselves in better situations, man. Think about it before we make moves, make business moves and all this. It's because they already looking to get us out of the game. Look at this, Sean Watson is a good example right now, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Look at what he's going through. All he said was, I don't want to play for this team because I, the Sean Watson spoke up and said, I don't feel this organization is in the right, you know, mode or in the right space for me to move along with y'all. I want to be traded. That boy life is ruined. I'm not going to say if he did or did not do it. I'm not sure about all the details and anything like that. But right now, it looked like a phone. The way it looked like was a phone call was placed. Right. Just because you would say one of the field members stepped out of line and they felt some type of way. And with the, the team he plays for is in Texas. So you you can read between the lines how that went. Right. Yeah, I told you. Totally it's a crazy that. world, man. It's a crazy world and a sports world, bro. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it definitely is, man. It's definitely a topic that uh, uh, we're definitely going to continue to, um, you know, pay close attention to because I don't think it's over with no time soon. Um, we just look at, like I say, you know, baseball season, you know what I'm saying? It's starting to rock in, and now we got the NBA, you know what I'm saying, still around. So, you know, we're just going to play it out and see what it's going to be. Uh, um, and like I say, you know, stories tend to keep popping up. They're going to forever pop up, man. This is, 
You got to think about it. The world keeps turning, baby. It's going to be a hundred stories we're going to go through. But you definitely hit on the mark. I don't think none of it's going to stop anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody just got to tune in and grasp. I tell people, open your eyes. Think about it from two ways. Stop listening from what the news that you get and think about it from the player's point of view. And then think about if it's real, realistically, if the player is really going to really do that. And get your information that way instead of just getting, get it from both sides, not just one side. And think for yourself. There you go, man. I want to appreciate and thank my guests for coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. And like man, I say, I appreciate man, you having me, bro. We can do this anytime. I love it. Already, man. Already, man. And so my name is Terrence J, and we out. I'll let y'all peace. Nobody can tell me what to do. It's my-